Roll for initiative. This is Logar the Barbarian here with Wobblies and Wizards, and today we're going to talk about initiative. I've found combat difficult at times to run as a dungeon master in the past, and I've found things over the years well, less difficult and perhaps more time consuming. Combat in a lot of editions I've played can just bring the game to a halt. Ran a Pathfinder campaign uh, and a third edition campaign in the past. And both of those seem to have very long, drawn out forms of combat in the rule set. And one of the things that has added to the complexity of it and the uh, length of the combat I have found is the initiative. Making a change to initiative has helped me speed up my games greatly. But the change that I made to initiative is something that has been in Dungeons and Dragons for a long time. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the different initiative rules, and I'm going to talk a bit about how I've seen them work in game and how they've worked for me and not worked for me. I'm going to start here with Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 Player's Handbook. Now, I've actually never ran 3.5. I did run 3.0 in 2000. I do have the player's handbook. I have run Pathfinder. But I figured I'd use 3.5 because it's one of the more popular of those systems. And here in Initiative, Initiative is, is done at the start of battle. Each combatant makes an Initiative check. An Initiative check is a Dexterity check, it says. The character applies his or her Dexterity modifier to the roll. So everybody rolls... 20-sided die, I believe it is here, isn't it? Or is it a 10? Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I neglected to find that part in the book before I started this. But everybody rolls for initiative. And... And... And your initiative order is going to change every single round of combat. So or every time you're playing. So every time you jump into combat, everybody's going to roll, figure it out. I've found that when everybody rolls their own individual initiative and the dungeon master rolls their initiative for the monsters, that it brings the game to a halt. You have to write down what order everybody's going in. People have to remember what order they're in, which they barely ever do. And it just slows things down. Now, I'm going to pull open the second edition player's handbook. Because I was looking at various editions of the official Dungeons and Dragons books. And I'm going to also look at some retro clones as well. I said, how did they roll initiative originally in second edition? How I know that many times in our group for second edition, we did individual initiative. Um, but come to find out, that was not what was laid out here in the player's handbook. Um, initiative determines the order in which things happen in a combat round. Like so many things in the world, initiative is determined by the combination of ability, situation, and chance. At the start of each round of battle, an initiative roll is made by both sides. This roll can be modified by the abilities of the combatants and the situation. The person on the side with the lower modified die roll acts first. So, In second edition, you're trying to roll low to get initiative. And you're rolling for the side. Uh, you're not necessarily rolling individually. So you're doing what's called group initiative. And I've been doing a lot of group initiative in the last so many years in my games. Because it runs really fast. 
I was shocked to see that second edition did group initiative. So it seems to me that third edition was where the big change and the official step up to individual initiative took place. Um, I got more to say about that in a minute, but I'm going to bust out the fifth edition player's handbook real quick. The order of combat. A typical combat encounter is a clash between two sides, a fury of weapon swings, feints, parries, footwork, la da la da la. Initiative determines the order of turns during combat. When the combat starts, every participant makes a dexterity check to determine their place in initiative order. Skip ahead, the DM ranks the combatants in order from the one to the high with the highest dexterity check total to the one with the lowest. Um, so fifth edition, they've stayed with the individual initiative. Now, when you're rolling up a character in third edition or fifth edition, a lot of these newer editions, there's a lot more, uh, to a character sheet. They have a lot more abilities and special uniquenesses that lend to what, what it is you're making. There's a lot less, uh, there's a lot less involved when you're rolling up characters for second edition, OD&D. Uh, old School Essentials or Swords and Wizardry, First Edition, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, those characters have, are, are, have a lot less stats to them, and they're a lot quicker to roll. One of the things when Third Edition came out in Pathfinder is that by having a more complex set of rules and more variety of different options for combat with rules built in, they were able to release a lot more books for players to purchase and expand the line that way instead of focusing on, you know, DM resources or adventures and stuff like that. Because there's more players than there are DMs. So being able to keep on selling players on books is probably a better business model. And one of those things is the complexity of combat that comes into the game. Because with complexity of combat, you're able to add more rules and pile on top of it. So that's a huge difference in the way that the game plays after the year 2000 as opposed to how it was played prior to 2000. There were splat books in second edition as they called them, as they've come to call them, with different class uh, expansions and stuff, but the mechanics were never, as, were never inherently a part of that massive you know, combat monstrosity that they came up with after third edition, I'll say. Uh, obviously, I'm biased towards one, <laughs> but uh, initiative for me, we started doing group initiative and I'm going to go to the swords and wizardry book here and I'm going to look at their combat and their combat order and initiative. They have actually the, one of the beauties of swords and wizardry is it encourages house rules and modding the game and playing in a way that works for you. And there are, there is an, a, uh, a first initiative order and in order of battle and combat sequence that they give in the book. And then they give multiple alternative methods. Alternative method number one, two, and three. And we're not going to spend too much time on the alternative methods. But I do want to look real quick at the initiative order and battle. Um, when the party of adventurers comes into contact with enemies, the order of events is as follows. Number one, you check for surprise, which is done on a six-sided die. Usually you roll that six, you were looking for a one. If you roll a one, you surprise. There are certain things that give you one or two or so for a, to get a surprise. If you get surprised, that means you guys get to go, or your side gets to go, the other side can't defend, boom, you're surprised. 
After that, you declare spells. The second step is to declare the spells that are being cast. Uh, That's not an option for a group that was surprised. Then you roll initiative. Each side rolls a d6. Once again, we're rolling for the side, group initiative. And the side with the highest result is the winner. One roll is made for each side, not for each individual. If this is the first round and one group was surprised, the other side gets to go first automatically without having to roll a die. And then after that, um, the next round of battle is you do movements and missile fires, and then melee combat and spells, and then the round is complete. Um, in the alternative sequences, uh, one of the alternative sequences is really complex where you get modifiers based on armor, spell level, dexterity, the amount of hit points you have, impact it negatively, uh, your base movement rate, and so on and so forth. Uh, I find that that uh, combat method uh, sequence, which is rule method number three that's given here, is a little too complex for my likings. And that's kind of why I, why I, I don't really mess with that. It seems more like the newer style. Not really a huge fan. Now... The I looked up combat in uh, an initiative in the Osric book. I don't feel it's worth really delving into. It's very similar to what's done in Swords and Wizardry. You do the determining of spells, declaring of spells and general actions. Then you determine the initiative, and you get the side that goes party acts, uh, <coughs> the party that lost the initiative acts, and the round's complete. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in the old school essentials, they do also give a similar, a similar uh, sequence of initiative and combat, but it does give the individual initiative optional rule there instead of initiative individual roll per side. A roll may be made by each individual involved in battle, modified by dexterity. Uh, so there is that option. I avoid the individual initiative. The way I do it is one of a couple ways. It determines on what the group wants to do. And it's usually laid out ahead of time. When we're sitting at the table uh, prior to COVID, what we would do is a lot of times I'd say, hey, look, we're just going to round robin around the table left to right or right to left. We could switch it up. Lately, with COVID, we've been playing a Discord. So we go up and down the list of players as opposed to around the table in the order that we're appearing. It's not really based on our dexterity or the character stats. You know, nobody really has anything that gives them an advantage over the other. We're all fighting the same bad guy together, so it's a group effort. We're not competing amongst each other with the players, so it works, and I've had no complaints. Now, when it comes to doing individual initiative, I have had a lot of... I've even, for a while there when I was doing it, when I ran my Pathfinder game, they they sell a magnetic board that you can move tons of magnetic pieces on to keep track of initiative. It's really a lot more... Uh, just common sense to me and simpler, easier to deal with. The game moves quicker if we just go around the table in the actual order that we're sitting. And you're talking about initiative between bad guys or villains that the players are fighting and the players as a group. So that's the way we've done it. We can see the way it's changed over years. Uh, It seems to be individual initiatives. The initiative is the preferred way of modern styles of the game or modern editions. The modern edition of the individual initiative, I think, is might be best for that game because you get a lot of different bonuses and things that 
that people are looking for to make their characters unique within that game system and the mechanic of the system. And when you start changing those modern systems in little ways, they start falling apart. Whereas older editions are a bit easier to and a bit more malleable and easier to change, adjust without the game falling apart. But that's all I've got. I'm just going to go over the initiative real quick. I uh, hope you. Some of you may have learned something. Some of you may have already known all this. Have a nice day.